0: Hello. Thank you for joining us for another episode of This Week in AML. I'm John Byrne, chair of the AMLRS Advisory Board.
1: And I'm Elliot Berman, our creative director. We are excited to welcome you to the This
0: Week in AML podcast, where we explore key news and developments in the global financial crime prevention community.
1: Hi, John. How are you this week?
0: Hey, Elliot. I'm uh, actually out at the uh, West Coast AML Forum, which as we know is Um, the model that we use for the AML partnership forum from a couple of weeks ago. So this particular program, it's in its 30th year, uh, 29 events, because in 2020 it was postponed because of COVID. And um, there's been a a number of uh, conversations with law enforcement. And it just struck me that because while this is a national problem, you certainly have seen some media stories about what uh, HSI is calling organized retail crime, but basically it's um, sort of the, the, I I think they call, I I guess there's a phrase for it where they, they go into retail stores and grab items. Uh, It's planned. These are gangs. These are, these are organized and they, they sell them online, that sort of thing. And so I thought it'd be a good time to reference um, what HSI is doing in this space. And also, a precursor to a, a more detailed interview that we plan to do with our partners there when they release a training program that will help financial institutions on this, on, on uh, organized retail crime. And it's such an important topic that they already have an acronym ORC. And so right. I, exactly. I thought we would highlight, um, what they sent us, which is the cornerstone newsletter, which frankly I'd sort of lost track of, Uh, It was something that I had previously subscribed to. This is their 25th issue. Uh, What they sent us was January and February's, But I think it's important both to tell our community that this is out there, but also give them some highlights from this particular um, edition.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, again, like uh, many of the great um, publications that various agencies in the federal government and in the law enforcement, Community in particular, uh, publish the Cornerstone uh, newsletter. It's um, monthly. It focuses on a single topic. And it's something uh, worth uh, um, looking into if you're uh, out in the community and trying to find out, you know, the, uh, a hot topic. I mean, it's a great way to follow a hot topic. So I, um, I thought this was interesting. In the fact that you know, we've all known that there's retail crime, and probably most of the time we just people talk about it like as shoplifting. But this is much more organized. It's with the intent, um, I think, to be able to support um, uh, transnational organized crime activity through the sale of these stolen goods. So you know, no financial um, cost to the organizations to get these goods. There's obviously the risk of stealing them um, and then uh, selling them on uh, online sales portals um, and uh, getting the funding. So uh, it's, uh, it's become very large and uh, um, it's clear that, um, as you said earlier, it's very organized and segmented and things like that. I think one of the nice things about um, this particular piece is that there are some red flags that um, financial crime prevention professionals can uh, use as they're trying to um, s- detect whether any of this activity is going through their
0: organiz- their institutions. Right. And, you know, they give you a tip on filing SARS and they ask that you maintain Photos and video, if you got them, of the individuals making deposits or withdrawals who are suspected of being involved in this. And the red flags are not they're not unknown to our community. So there are things like structured cash deposits, uh, fraud associated with the Paycheck Protection Program, cryptocurrency exchange deposits that exceed significantly exceed the stated income on account applications and have no identifiable source. Uh, The principal of the businesses use the bank's smartphone apps to send multiple transfers, those sorts of things. I I think that's important. But I also I I like the way Homeland Security says I understand why this is important, other than the obvious that these are criminal activities, because these street gangs uh, also commit uh, narcotic smuggling, human smuggling, Trafficking, all sorts of other things. So the so the funds that they raise from the sales of these ill-gotten goods help them pay for those criminal activities. So I think that's that's a that's a good connection as 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 to why it's important for our community to pay attention to this.
1: Yeah, um, they also in the newsletter uh, there was something that was not in the uh, the focal point of you know the topic, but they said. Um one of the things that's interesting is uh HSI special agents are available to provide training and share red flag indicators, criminal topologies, etc. So, you know, many of uh our colleagues in the field uh who have responsibility for making sure that their training programs are, you know, current and interesting um and effective um are often looking for uh sources for external speakers uh beyond just their online training and uh this is just a good reminder that hsi and i think some of the other agencies uh offer that in their outreach programs as well
0: yeah you know um i don't think it's them advertising but hsi in in this publication and when they speak at our programs sometimes i think people forget the scope of coverage and sometimes. You know, I just I did a session today on on antiquity smuggling here at West Coast and reminded people that the FBI has an art theft division, which, frankly, I didn't know until a couple of years ago. But similarly, HSI lists the things they investigate. And, you know, most of our community knows this. But uh, besides financial crime, national security issues, you know, human trafficking, we're well aware of, but transnational gangs, um, general smuggling, I. IP theft and trade fraud. So, you know, there's a whole host of things that they and other law enforcement agencies uh, work on. But I think sometimes they, we sort of forget and maybe put other agencies sort in line ahead of them, but they, they do elder fraud. Um, you know, uh, they have, corruption is important. So I, might, I think I would say to folks, subscribe to this, number one. And they're asking you, in addition to if you want training, do you have recommendations for content? Are they missing something? And send those suggestions. One-pager, anybody can read a one-pager, right? So if they're willing to do this and put it out monthly, um, you know, we should continue to ask for education and awareness and, and outreach from them in this publication and certainly with the work we do with them on a regular basis.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. So Cornerstone is uh... – one of their uh, key uh, outreach programs collaborating with the financial industry. So, I mean, they have many other outreach programs uh, across the many things that um, HSI does, but it's, uh, it's important to uh, uh, take advantage of this. Um, I mean, I, I know it sounds a little sort of corny, but these are our tax dollars at work and they really are at work and are being effective. And so it's important
0: to uh, to take advantage of it. I think that's right. Um, I know coming up, um, we have a, a webinar. We were able to get uh, the, the three folks that did a great job at the AML Partnership Forum on sanctions that are going to uh, uh, go, you know, re- repeat the session, if you will, but um, p- put it in a webinar so it can have broader access uh, toward the end of May. So you wanna give yeah, folks that, uh, information on that?
1: Yeah, so that's uh, it's May 26th, uh, it's a Thursday. Uh, the live stream will start at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, you can sign up by going to the AML Source website. Uh, and if you're on the website for just a moment or two, you'll get a, a little pop-up that will give you a chance to uh, register for the website. Uh, or for I'm sorry for the webinar. and um, you'll also uh, if you register for the webinar, whether you attend or not you'll you'll get an email a few days afterward that will have the uh, uh, a link to the full recorded session. so
0: yeah, you know uh, Elliot, um, when we uh, do our webinars, obviously I, I'm well aware that we we send out both snippets and other Um, uh, fuller fuller versions or what have you of the programming but if people want to make sure like if they missed the one on uh, domestic terrorism last week um, how can they get some of that information going forward because i think we certainly are well aware that we that we do this that you guys do this but i mean i think it's important so people sort of look for that you know Yeah. So there's a couple
1: ways. One, the first way is uh, in the month, uh, beginning the month following, uh, you'll see several uh, people will come to our website, and if they uh, they will see posted in the video section several uh, throughout the month several shorter uh, excerpts from it. So uh, uh, we we take a look and find common. Sections of the website that talk about uh, or I'm sorry the webinar that talk about common uh, topical things, and we bring those together in an edited version. They tend to run about ten ish minutes, so you know an easier uh, uh, an easier view than sitting and watching the entire thing. and those post throughout the month, and sometimes if there's enough you know different webinars yield different amounts, so sometimes they go on into the next month. Also about a month after. A webinar. We then post the uh, the full recording to the website, and so um, uh, that's the other uh, way that you can see these. And then uh, there's also uh, often you know, through our LinkedIn channel, you'll uh, you'll see uh, posts that talk about excerpts, and we'll have a link to those excerpts as well. So that's three ways that you can access our
0: great uh, the great.
1: webinar content
0: in addition to watching the live stream. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Have yourself a great rest of the week, and we we will talk again next week.
1: Yeah, and you enjoy uh, West Coast, and whenever you're coming back east, travel carefully.
0: Thanks. Take care.
1: Take it easy. Bye-bye.